I met my love in college, first day of my second semester at University of Houston. When I met him, I first thought, I kind of like him. Then I heard him share that he was planning to join the Navy. I immediately said, forget him. I wasn't interested in a sweetheart anyways. So Jeff was just a nice guy in my history class. He sat next to a cute woman I thought was his girlfriend, so I would walk past him as quickly as possible, rushing to my favorite seat in the front row of the huge auditorium where the professor talked at us. When I saw Jeff around campus, he teased me because I wouldn't sit with him. Naturally, we soon became best friends. Our first date was to wash his truck. We ended up talking and laughing for hours. We jogged daily while he prepared for boot camp. And we pledged our love for each other just as he left for his first naval training. So much for forgetting the nice Navy guy. My heart flew out of my chest when I found his first letter in the mailbox with joy. From then on, each letter I received was precious. I read them over and over, cherishing each word. We were apart, but his words captivated me and brought us together. Apart, but together. We wrote multiple letters each day, sharing every detail from the challenges of getting over the six-foot wall at boot camp to the minutiae of our daily lives, even our hopes and dreams. When we ran out of things to say, we got creative. I'd write letters, letters while in class and would get all my friends to write him notes. I was smitten by a charming, crazy story about the workings of the inside of his head and his brain cells conspiring to spell my name. I fell deeply in love via airmail. The postman was my new best friend. Thank you, USPS. I lived for every letter. I longed to hear his voice on the phone and especially treasured each moment I got to spend with my sweetie. Fast forward 14 years. We were married, had two wonderful kiddos, and lived in San Diego. Jeff was a pilot for the Navy, flying H-46 Sea Knight helicopters, the big green flying bananas. He was working for the Navy. He transported equipment and did search and rescue. On the 10th of August, Jeff left for his second full deployment to the Western Pacific on the USS Peleliu. So he sailed away. We had practice for this day as the ship took my love from me two weeks every month for the last few months leading up to the long cruise. But it still tore my heart in two. The plan was to go to Australia, then Indonesia, the Persian Gulf, and some other places around the world. Jeff had figured out how to send intermittent emails from the ship, so we were, we were in some communication. But I still cherish those letters. When they reached Darwin, Australia, we had been apart an entire month, and we were both anxious to hear each other's voice. We talked on the phone for a while, and then I had to hang up. You see, I had just being hired as an assistant professor at the University of San Diego, and the next day was my first day of class. 
I was balancing the responsibilities of being a full-time mom to very active and imaginative and adorable eight and five-year-olds, and I had just finally gotten them to sleep. I still had many, many hours of preparation for my classes, finalizing syllabi, updating class websites, trying to prepare the perfect first lesson. I was torn, and I wanted more than anything to reconnect with my sweetie, and yet was exhausted and with more to do than humanly possible in the available time. We hung up the phone, and he immediately wrote me the saddest email. I had been so busy worrying about keeping all the balls up in the air while he was gone that I hadn't considered how lonely he was without his family. Deserted, distant, away from each other. Between preparations and regrets, I didn't sleep much that night. We had promised to talk again the next day, but we never got the chance. The next morning, I dropped Danny and Becca off at school. I walked in with them. Becca to her kindergarten classroom and Danny to third grade. While walking through the school, I overheard something about an airplane crashing. September 11, 2001. Driving to the university to teach, I heard the news over the radio. I wanted nothing more than to talk to my love, but I couldn't. There were no cell phones then and certainly not on a Navy ship. I had to wait. My mind began to race endlessly. I felt guilty for having hung up on him. If I had just talked with him longer, what if I never see him again? I spent the next several weeks wearing dark glasses as I walked around campus. I don't cry easily, yet during this time the tears flowed constantly down my face. But I had to stay strong for Beck and Danny. Weeks later, when we finally got in touch again, he couldn't tell me much about what he was doing. I had to watch the news to know more. This was the first time I ever heard him say that he was afraid. He only admitted it once, but I thought about it often. I wanted so to have him be and feel safe. They say that absence makes the heart grow fonder. This was definitely true when we were first apart. This type of absence was different, though. Few words to sustain us. Challenges like this one can tear your world apart, or they can fortify it. We persevered together, reinforced by the strength of the relationship we had already built. It also helped that we had an awesome supportive community of family and friends. Though I had practiced with separation before this time, communication was impossible. It was hard to know if he was okay. Our creative modes of keeping in touch helped me ne learn to never take him for granted. Our opportunities to communicate were few, but again, we treasured them. Finally, my love left the Persian Gulf in February 2002, stopped in Hawaii for a short time and returned home just before Becca's sixth birthday in late March. Waiting on the dock, we were all matching wore matching t-shirts to celebrate his return. I felt elated to finally hold him again to know he was all right. Especially amazing was his reunion with our children. If I learned anything from our letters, communication is essential. It is the critical link that holds us together. And I love communicating with my love. 
I still have all our letters in a bag at home. I seldom pull them out because I am lucky enough to get to share my life with him. Now, instead of writing letters, every day we co-author the story of our life together. How those letters nurtured our relationship. How my Navy guy won my heart through his words. This month is her 30th anniversary. Most people expect lavish gifts, diamonds, parties, artwork. I think I'll write him a letter. Mm -hmm.